chapter thirty two of a popular history of the art of music from the earliest times until the present by w s b matthews this librivox recording is in the public domain schubert and the romantic the first two great figures of the nineteenth century were those of karl maria von weber whose work will be considered later and the great songwriter franz peter schubert seventeen ninety seven eighteen twenty eight this remarkable man was born of poor parents in vienna or near it his father being a schoolmaster earning the proverbially meagre stipend of the profession in germany at that time amounting to no more than one hundred or two hundred dollars a year the family was musical and the sundays were devoted to quartet playing and other forms of music the boy franz early showed a fine ear he was soon put to the study of the violin and the piano while still a mere child being furnished with a small violin upon which he went through the motions of his father's part he had a fine voice and this attracted the attention of the director of the choir in the great cathedral of st stephen's as it had in haydn's case and he was presently enrolled as chorister and a member of what was called the convict a school connected with the church where the boys had schooling as well as musical instruction early he began to write among his first works being certain pieces for the piano and violin composed when he was a little more than eleven in the convict school there was an orchestra where they practised symphonies and overtures of haydn mozart kotzeluk cherubini mehul cromer and occasionally beethoven here his playing immediately put him on a level with the older boys one of them turned around one day to see who it was playing so cleverly and found it a little boy in spectacles named franz schubert the two boys became intimate and one day the little fellow blushing deeply admitted to the older one that he had composed much and would do so still more if he could get the music paper spaun saw the state of affairs and took care thereafter that the music paper should be forthcoming in time franz became first violin and when the conductor was absent took his place the orchestral music delighted him greatly and of the mozart adagio in the g minor symphony he said that quote, you could hear the angels singing close quote among other works which particularly delighted him were the overtures to the magic flute and figaro the particular object of his reverence was beethoven who was then at the height of his fame but he never met the great master more than once or twice once when a few boyish songs had been sung to words by klopstock schubert asked his friend whether he could ever do anything after beethoven his friend answered perhaps he could do a great deal to which the boy responded perhaps i sometimes have dreams of that sort but who can do anything after beethoven the boy made but small reputation for scholarship in the school after the thirst for composition had taken possession of him which it did when he had been there but one year one of his earliest compositions was a fantasia for four hands having about thirteen movements of different character occupying about thirty-two pages of fine writing 
his brother remarks that not one ends in the key in which it began he seems to have had a passion for uncanny subjects for the next work of his is a lament of hagar of thirteen movements in different keys unconnected after this again a corpse fantasia to the words of schiller this has seventeen movements and is positively erratic in its changes of key it is full of reminiscences of haydn's creation and other works the musical stimulation of this boy was meagre indeed not until he was thirteen years of age did he hear an opera and not until he was fifteen a really first-class work spontini's vesto in eighteen twelve three years later he probably heard gluck's iphigenie en tauride a work which in his estimation eclipsed them all during the same year there were the sixth and seventh symphonies the choral fantasia and portions of the mass in c and the overture to coriolanus of beethoven he was a great admirer of mozart and in his diary under date of june thirteenth eighteen sixteen he speaks of a quintet quote, gently as if out of a distance did the magic tones of mozart's music strike my ears with what inconceivable alternate force and tenderness did schlesinger's magic playing impress it deep into my heart such lovely impressions remain on my soul there to work for good past all power of time and circumstance in the darkness of this life they reveal a bright beautiful prospect inspiring confidence and hope o oh, mozart mozart what countless consolatory images of a bright better world hast thou stamped on our souls presently schubert entered his father's school in order to avoid the rigorous conscription and remained a teacher of the elementary branches for three years his first important composition was a mass which was produced honorably october sixteenth eighteen fourteen and many good judges pronounced it equal to any similar work of the kind excepting possibly beethoven's mass in c by eighteen fifteen the rage of composition had fully taken possession of the soul of schubert and thenceforth poured out from this receptacle of inspiration a steady succession of works of all dimensions and characters very few of which were performed in his lifetime among these works in the year eighteen fifteen there are one hundred thirty seven songs of which only sixty seven are printed as yet and in august alone twenty-nine of which eight are dated the fifteenth and seven the nineteenth among these one hundred thirty seven songs some are of such enormous length that this feature alone would have prevented their publication of those published die burgschaft fills twenty-two pages of the litolf edition it was the length of these compositions which caused beethoven's exclamation upon his deathbed such long poems many of them containing ten others and this mass of music was produced in the interim of school drudgery among these songs of his boyhood years are gretchen am spinrade der erlkönig hedge roses restless love the schaefer's klaglied the ossian songs and many others all falling within the production of this year it is said that when the earl king was tried in the evening the listeners at the convict thought it of questionable success 
the music of the boy at the words my father my father seemed to be inexcusable for overwhelmed with fright he sings a half-tone sharp of the accompaniment at length after about three years schubert's services as a schoolmaster became less and less valuable an opening was made for him by schober who proposed that schubert should live with him he was now free to devote himself to composition and so thoroughly did he do this that in the year following eighteen sixteen he experienced the novelty of having composed for money a cantata of his having not only been performed upon the occasion of salieri's fiftieth anniversary of life in vienna but money was sent him for it one hundred florins vienna money about twenty dollars american he was already composing operas and in eighteen sixteen there was one die Burtschaft, in three acts in the same year there were two symphonies the fourth in c minor called the tragic and the fifth for small orchestra the songs of this year however were of more value among them were the wanderer's night song the fisher the wanderer and many others now known wherever melody and dramatic quality are appreciated the rapidity with which he composed songs was incredible october eighteen fifteen he finds the poems of rosgarten and between the fifteenth and the nineteenth sets seven of them everything that he touched says schumann turned into music at a later date calling upon one of his friends he found certain poems by wilhelm muller and carried them off with him a few days later his friend desiring the book called schubert for it and found that he had already set a number of them to music they were the songs of the schöne müllerin a year or so after returning from a day in the country they stopped at a tavern where he found a friend with a volume of shakespeare open before him schubert took up the volume turned a few pages became interested in one of the pieces took up some waste paper and scribbling the lines proceeded to write a melody this was the so-called shakespeare's serenade hark hark the lark the serenade in d minor is said to have been conceived in a similarly impromptu manner in eighteen sixteen the great tenor vogel made schubert's acquaintance having been brought by one of schubert's admirers at first the songs did not make much impression upon him later they grew upon him and he introduced them among the best circles of the vienna aristocracy vogel appreciated the value of these songs nothing said he so shows the want of a good school of singing as schubert's songs otherwise what an enormous and universal effect must have been produced throughout the world wherever the german language is understood by these truly divine inspirations these utterances of musical clairvoyance how many would have comprehended for the first time the meaning of such terms as speech and poetry and music words in harmony ideas clothed in music and would have learned that the finest poems of our greatest poets may be enhanced and even transcended when translated into musical language numberless examples might be named but i will only mention the earl king gretchen schwager kronos the minions and harper's songs schiller's pilgrim the burgschaft and the Zehnsucht. we are told that within the next two or three years schubert made a number of friends and the circle of his admirers was considerably extended 
the same remarkable productivity continued in the summer of eighteen eighteen he went to the country seat of count esterhazy where he remained several months this was in hungary and the hungarian pieces are supposed to date from his residence there it was not until eighteen nineteen that the first song of schubert was sung in public this was the shepherd's lament of which the leipzig correspondent of the allgemeine musikalische zeitung says the touching and feeling composition of this talented young man was sung by herr jaeger in a similar spirit the following year among other compositions was the oratorio of lazarus which was composed in three parts first the sickness and death then the burial and elegy and finally the resurrection the last part unfortunately if ever written has been lost he made attempts at operatic composition producing a vast amount of beautiful music but always to indifferent librettos so that none of his music was publicly performed it was not until eighteen twenty seven and eighteen twenty eight that his continual practice in orchestral writing resulted in the production of real masterworks in this year the unfinished symphony in b minor was produced in which the two movements that we have are among the most beautiful and poetic that the treasury of orchestral music possesses the other was the great symphony in c which was first performed in leipzig ten years after schubert's death through the intervention of schumann during all these years since leaving his father's school schubert had been living in a very modest manner with an income which must have been very small and irregular he was very industrious usually rising soon after five in the morning and after a light breakfast of coffee and rolls writing steadily about seven hours the amount of work which he got through in this way was something incredible whole acts of operas were composed and beautifully written out in score within a few days upon the same morning from three to six songs might be written if the poems chanced to attract him he scarcely ever altered or erased and rarely curtailed all his music has the character of improvisation the melody harmony the thematic treatment and the accompaniment with the instrumental coloring all seem to have occurred to him at the same time it is only a question of writing it down very little of his music was performed during his lifetime of the songs first and last many of them in private circles and the last two or three years of his life perhaps twenty or twenty-five in public a few of his smaller orchestral numbers were played by amateur players where he may have heard them himself but his larger works he never heard all that schooling of ear which beethoven had as an orchestral director in youth schubert lacked his studies in counterpoint had never been pursued beyond the rudiments and the last engagement he made before his death was for lessons with zechter the contrapuntal authority in vienna at that time in spontaneity of genius schubert resembles mozart more than any other master who ever lived his early education and training were different from those of mozart and musical ideas take different form with him while mozart was distinctly a melodist counterpoint and fugue were at his fingers ends and his thematic treatment had all the freedom which comes from a thorough training in the use of musical material schubert had not this kind of training he never wrote a good fugue and his counterpoint was indifferent 
but on the other hand he had several qualities which mozart had not and in particular a very curious and interesting mental phenomenon which we might call psychical resonance or clairvoyance whatever poem or story he read immediately called up musical images in his mind under the excitement of the sentiment of a poem or of dramatic incidents narrated strange harmonies spontaneously suggested themselves and melodies exquisitely appropriate to the sentiment he desired to convey he was a musical painter whose colors were not imitated from something without himself but were inspired from within schubert was a great admirer of beethoven and upon one occasion called upon him with a set of works which he had dedicated to the great master beethoven had been prepared for the visit by some admirer of schubert's and received him very kindly but when he began to compliment the works the bashful schubert rushed out of doors upon another occasion during his last illness beethoven desired something to read and a selection of about sixty of schubert's songs partly in print and partly in manuscript were put in his hands his astonishment was extreme especially when he heard that there existed about five hundred of the same kind he pored over them for days and asked to see schubert's operas and piano pieces but the illness returned and it was too late he said truly schubert has the divine fire in him schubert was one of the torch-bearers at beethoven's funeral in march eighteen twenty eight he gave an evening concert of his own works in the hall of the musikverein the hall was crowded the concert very successful and the receipts more than a hundred and fifty dollars which was a very large sum for schubert in those days for several months before his death schubert's health was delicate poverty and hard work a certain want of encouragement and ease had done their office for him he died november nineteenth eighteen twenty eight he left no will his personal property was sold at auction the whole amounting to about twelve dollars among the assets was a lot of old music valued at ten florins it is uncertain whether this included the unpublished manuscript or not in personal appearance schubert was somewhat insignificant he was about five feet one inch high his figure stout and clumsy with a round back and shoulders perhaps due to incessant riding fleshy arms thick short fingers his cheeks were full his eyebrows bushy and his nose insignificant his hair was black and remarkably thick and vigorous and his eyes were so bright that even through the spectacles which he constantly wore they at once attracted attention his glasses were inseparable from his face in the convict he was the little boy in spectacles he habitually slept in them he was very simple in his tastes timid and never really at ease but in the society of his intimates and people of his own station his attitude toward the aristocracy was entirely different from the domineering self-assertive pose of beethoven but he was very amiable and dearly beloved his place in the history of music aside from the general fact of his possessing genius of the first order is that of the creator of the artistic song 
while his pianoforte sonatas are extremely beautiful and very difficult and anticipate many modern effects his string quartets and other chamber music worthy to be ranked with those of any other master and his symphonies exquisitely beautiful in their ideas orchestral coloring and in the entire atmosphere which they carry his habitual attitude was that of the writer of songs some of these are of remarkable length and range one of them extends to sixty-six pages of manuscript another occupies forty-five pages of close print a work of this kind is a cantata and not merely a song many of the others are six or eight pages long and in all the music freely and spontaneously follows the poem with a delicate correspondence between the poetic idea and the melody with its harmony and treatment such as we look for in vain in any other writer unless it be schumann who however did not possess schubert's instinct of the vocally suitable for with all the range which these songs cover their vocal quality is as noticeable as that of italian cantilenas End of chapter thirty two